This week on Good Deeds Creative Chats, we talk with the cast and director of the movie Porno. We talk about everything from the making of the movie, the music that got each actor into character, prequels, sequels, and South by Southwest, the festival that launched this cult classic. Enjoy our chat with Caitlin Pierce, Evan Dave, and Kaola Rosella. And we're live. What's up, guys? Uh, it's Friday afternoon. We've got the cast of the movie Porno. Uh, we've got Caitlin Pierce, Plus Evan Dave, and the director, Paola Rosella. And from our team, the moderator of tonight's hang, um, Robbie Chernow. Everyone good? Yeah. yeah. Doing well. And um, Hi. Eric, I think on intro, and you might need to make this one. Who who just graced us with their presence by walking across the screen? That is Ripley. Um, uh. She's my cat, named after the one and only Alan Ripley from the Alien movies. Beautiful. Amazing. Nice. <laughs> well, she might come back again. I don't know. She likes to. She likes to be the star. <laughs> I like that. There's partner. now we just started, and there's already an added level of suspense going. <laughs> when will the, yeah? When will the cat return? When will she return? <laughs> what will she do? Will she return in one of our boxes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, thank you, Eric. First and foremost, uh, reiterating what Eric said. Thank you guys so much for being here. It's really an honor. Um, I personally have fanboyed out over this film since I saw it over at South By, so to be able to talk to, to the three of you is, is pretty special for me, so thank you very much. Absolutely, thank you, thanks man. for having us. Absolutely. And I mean, let's jump right to it. First and foremost, the film's been out for a week at this point. It's getting a great reception. It's at around 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey. How, right? That's awesome, uh, <laughs> How have you guys found the reception to be so far, personally? I think it's, uh, I don't, I'll let you guys talk, but I think it's been pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited about it. Um, I mean, I've had all really positive reception. There's occasionally, like, you know, some hater, but most of the time it's great. And even, I mean, hey, they watched it, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Joke's on them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of my good friends who hates horrors did watch it, and Evan, you were her favorite. So. Wow. Okay. Nice. All right. I just watched it. Despite the, despite the Abe curtains. The, yeah. yeah you can, <laughs> she was like, I really like that tape. guy with the uh, curly fro. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta get. I gotta start again. Maybe by the time we emerge from quarantine, I'll have. Uh, I'll have the curtains, the Abe curtains, back. And, uh, they'll, you know, just, they'll just touch the sides of your mustache. Yeah, it'll I'm all down here. And <laughs> I got like a together. reverse handlebar at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could braid it in or something. Yeah, yeah. Kind of some, nice some beads. Sort of. That would be. You actually probably could braid it in eventually. That might be that really fun. That'd be yeah, fun. Absolutely. I think that that would do wonders for my career. Right. I think that that's yeah. I think that's a good plan. Um, no, it's been awesome that everybody's been enjoying the film and, and, you know, from friends and family who have seen it and have been sort of like, you know, 
so anxiously awaiting it, I guess, for so long to finally get to sort of see it. They've been really stoked. And also just, you know, all the folks out there have been supporting the movie and it's, it's, it's really fun. And I love the Instagram uh, people who write about it and, and don't like it and tag me in it. And, and I think that's <laughs> really great uh, to, to see how they really feel. You know you've made it when you have trolls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very no, great. and I mean, yeah. the, the reception we've been seeing has been absolutely great. Like like I said, and you guys have felt, uh, there have been some pretty ridiculous, good ridiculous uh, comments on mm-hmm. it. Which oh I my God. Loved. Oh, you've got one, Caitlin? Um, no, everyone, yes. There is a, there is an epic video in that I was tagged in on Instagram that has <laughs> to be my favorite thing anyone's ever said about me and everyone should go to my instagram and go to what i'm tagged in and go to this this man's video and watch it because it's hysterical kayla you saw that i sent it to you yeah he said that uh the the nut crush was better than the darth vader uh choke and also better than the thanos snap (laughs) wow he said it beats both of those things which is a mighty mighty praise i say Yeah. yeah That's that's very high praise. We're going to need to break Jesus. Apparently, I'm hot enough to to break Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Apparently, I'm hot enough to break Jesus. That's great. (laughs) Oh yeah, I think that's that's pretty great. Was that not your high school superlative? (laughs) (laughs) If not, I hope you take it back to the reunion now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I have to go back to the hair real quick, Evan, because yeah. this film, I love practical practical effects. I'm an old-school horror fan. What you guys had and, and put in there was so gratifying to watch and just gave it this realism. The greatest practical effect, hands down, had to have been Abe's hair. Was that a real practical effect, or did you grow that out? <laughs> Uh, no, that was that was real. They thought about doing sort of like a CGI hair thing, but Kayla was just like, let's grow it. Let's just go for it. Yeah, actually um, lean into it. Yeah, he did. And also kind of lean out of oftentimes when sort of like <laughs> when blocking scenes, it sort of would have to be kind of be blocked around. <laughs> my The frame would have to be sort of adjusted according to how many people could fit sort of around my hair and vice versa. So uh, yeah. it, it, was like, it was difficult. I would say a few actors pulled power moves with their hair, and uh, <laughs> Evan was really on the cutting edge of that. Yeah. I think that to do like a fun film people thing. Yeah. That could have been, would have been fun. The sequel. Like a nice the sequel. Like, yeah, yeah, Porno 2. Yeah. Uh, Some hair play. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we were just talking before we started. Call Me By Your Name is getting a sequel. There's no reason why Porno shouldn't get a sequel. Yeah. Why is name is getting a sequel? It is, yeah. I think they wrote a, se- I think a book that's sequel. He's writing a second book, apparently, and then yeah, uh, read the book, got an early it. It of the main book, and was like, down, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're all anxious to see where, where that story goes. <laughs> Continue calling me by my name. I hope, no. right. I hope it's just sort of like back to the fireplace. Yeah, you know, just picks just up he right kind of, where it left off. Right where it ended, he just kind of walks away from the fireplace into the sequel, you know, and we get to see where he goes. That's not that. That's, listen, it, it might not be in your wheelhouse, but definitely another idea. And I have to go back to the, the inception and the onus for, for porno to begin with. Sure. I saw an interview earlier. You were saying, Hill, that this came from a true kind of, a true study 
in which yeah. um, people were in a porno theater and they had re- demons running through to see if they uh, um, if they if it caught anyone's attention or if they were so focused. Uh, have you run into any other kind of crazy stories or or headlines that might be the onus for something we're going to see from you on the screen uh, in the future? Um, headlines. I don't. My sister. I think the byproduct of being a, a filmmaker is that uh, everybody in your family uh, sends you ideas for her. They're like, wouldn't this make a great movie? Uh, but my sister sent me this article about uh, a, a dom who is doing pro bono work during the quarantine to like help de-stress people. And she's like, this is a movie. And I was like, maybe. That actually is a movie. Maybe. maybe. I, I would watch that movie. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, uh, definitely something to work for. I feel like I feel like both the Dom and Submissive would need to wear a mask, though. We just need to make yeah. sure of that in order for this to yeah, yeah, be safe. Dynamics, uh, I think, are very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Whips, six feet whips. Yeah, six longer whips. whips. Longer yeah. whips. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Longer whips. Maybe quarantine <laughs> you. In- <laughs> it's great. Do they quarantine you in a cage for 14 days before the session starts and then put you back in? They've got to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and speaking of powerful women, Caitlin, first and foremost, is your leg doing okay? I mean, it's actually a little better today. I was able to, like, you know, do my hair and makeup and not be too uncomfortable. So that's good. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, very good to hear. And, I mean, listen, you are the ultimate dom in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as as a succubus it. with Jesus-like powers. And I, I had heard before you would listen to music to get you in the mindset of the succubus. What is the pre-succubus list that gets you going? So, um, it's not, like, really normally what I always listen to, but uh, kind of what I listened to a lot in high school, like, grungy 90s stuff. Like, I listened to a lot of Portishead um, Glory Box was my audition song. Kale remembers that because yeah. um, I choreographed to it. And then I listened to like a lot of Radiohead, um, uh, Idiotic or Idiotech. I don't really know what what is that song titled. Like I haven't known that song for years. Um, does anyone know Idiotech? I, I think it's Idiot. Yeah. I think it is Idiotech. Yeah, it is. yeah. Okay. yeah. like okay. Discotech. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, just like. I guess any kind of dark sort of angry music. Maybe I should make a Lilith Spotify playlist. And, Absolutely. And yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Sick. that sound. I would think that. My first ever Spotify playlist. Was it conscious that you went to the 90s because of the film? Or that I just kind of your know. I mean, like, I think that, I think it was, like, kind of stemmed from Glory Box because I had the audition process was to pick a pick, you know, pick a pick a song and choreograph a dance. Or I didn't know if you had to have a song, but like, how are you going to choreograph a dance without music? I don't know. So, so I like brought brought in music to play and did it. And I think that that was really just because um, there's something very dark and sexual about Porta's head. And then that I think just Porta, the the movie set in the '90s and all that stuff kind of just like pushed me in that direction. I think. But it wasn't the original impulse. That's great. Yeah, uh, I think I'm speaking for for everyone watching out there. We would love to see that playlist okay. come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. 
And then I guess yeah, like something to do while I'm just sitting in my bed, icing my leg. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then I mean the the natural segue is Evan. What yeah. was the playlist for Abe? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. What you is know, Abe's playlist? What is Abe's playlist? Um, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have the jump on it maybe as as Caitlin did. Uh, you know, I didn't really listen to to tunes to sort of prep or anything. But going off the cuff, like. I don't know. Maybe a little like Rage Against the Machine. You know, I think Abe got a little anger in him. Like, I think he's kind of got some, like a little some bit secret of, like, rage. Yeah, some secret rage is just kind of waiting to to really boil <laughs> over. Um, and I also think that uh, you know, he's talking to a lot of like like movie soundtracks and stuff. Like, I could see him listening to like the Star Wars soundtrack and just like oh, really yeah. sitting yeah. in his room, oh, and, like and just like enjoying himself him and todd just sitting for hours kind of just listening quietly to does this it, uh, to this music or like yeah playlist? that's they like turn the lights again? off and then put the i said this yeah, has a masturbation playlist definitely yeah but i think it's also the star wars soundtrack <laughs> I, I think that it's both <laughs> <laughs> kind of tries to time everything up perfectly with the music and stuff. I think it's, you know, an ongoing pursuit yeah. uh, for him. But yeah, no, he definitely has a, a masturbation playlist as well. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, like, There's no whole bar when you're interviewing about a movie that's titled Porno. I know, yeah, you have to just sort of really... You don't have to make this playlist. You, and now, now you've committed, you have to Evan, make this playlist. Oh my God, we, should, we, should, we need to like get Larry, Jillian, you, and Robbie all to make playlists. Playlists, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, have I would it? actually like to hear Glenn's the most, I think. Oh yeah, Ricky. I think Glenn's would be the <laughs> most like... Playlist. Oh my That's gosh, yeah. yeah. That would actually probably be really heartbreaking. I agree. Yeah. A lot of heartache. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I be remember surprised. when we were. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if like Abe, there's one like really demonic thing that he slipped in that maybe totally. he listens to and then gets very upset about it and goes right back to the normal playlist. Yeah, I would imagine there's like something that he kind of like shocks the system with a little bit, maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're saying Abe or Evan? <laughs> no, please call me Abe. Um, no, I just on what what. You know, Caleb saying that his playlist would be kind of sad. I do remember filming um, a lot of the scenes in the movie dealing with with Glenn's character Ricky and a lot of the stuff that happens in in the office and sort of, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but just it just felt like we were on a different. It was the only thing that we shot sort of on a different set, like um, sort of a nearby sort of office location, and it just felt like for two or three days we were making just like an entirely different movie. Because for the whole time in the theater, it was so, like, you know, fun and over the top and exciting and, you know, screaming and running around this movie theater. And for, you know, two days to be kind of in this one office space, especially, you know, when when uh, Glenn's character, Ricky's going through like something kind of really tough, it's sort of like it was just a different vibe. And it was like really fun to get a little taste of like something different, like in the middle of shooting this kind of like, you know, fun, you know, porno romp kind of you know so yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely a lot of fun absolutely and and to that i mean kayla as a director how do you how do you handle that when you're having two completely different different feels i mean as evan said it was almost like a different movie that you were filming for two days from a director hat how's that 
said. Helped a lot, just kind of like mentally, it like put everybody in a different space and like physically, but also, you know, um, with the, the stuff that we're dealing with, uh, with the script and it's a kind of, you know, it transitions from the like craziness to this kind of more serious, um, tone and, um, I don't know. I mean, I, you, you know, when you're casting, you're, you're uh, aware of all the parts of the film. And so you're like, what can both things? Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, uh, forefront in my mind. And so uh, we definitely cast around people who could who could do the kind of like silly stuff that's that's going on there and then also do the serious stuff. Um, it's kind of insane, but we shot that stuff so quickly. We kind of like shot it in, I think we budgeted for like, three three and a half days in there and we shot in like two days just because everything was just going so quickly and the actors were just kind of like on point and everybody was super keyed in um to the tone and so i mean it's a big credit to the actors evan and and, and uh and jillian and robbie um and yeah. uh and glenn that they were able to like kind of like really go there i remember walking off set and everybody was like whoa <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. was just, everybody was just like well, we just did a very serious yeah. scene. Yeah, like <laughs> it was. It was a great. It was a great we're in a new drama. I mean, I wasn't yeah, there, yeah. but I, I think you I you think, were there in spirit. The fear of yes. you was was hanging over the room, Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. day one, your your aura was there. Was there like a? Um, uh, well, I mean, I was I was technically in Greenport when that scene was being shot, but not like on set. But then the other, the reverse of that scene is really funny. That was a funny day when you're when oh, you're yeah. like looking in, you see me coming in and in the, in the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about I that. Give us a little behind the scenes on the front of that. that uh, but that didn't make the cut. But that was my one of my my favorite monster choices is to spank. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sad. Sad to lose the spanking. Yes. <laughs> I was going to actually ask about the uh, the relationship between everybody leading into this because all the the relationships between all of you felt so natural and all of the responses to something if it was scary, like when you're all looking at each other screaming, seemed so genuine. Did you get to hang out with each other for a couple weeks or, I mean, was it a couple table reads or everyone been friends for a long time? We, was it? <laughs> it just passed really well. Yeah, we yeah. hung out, like, just, since we were shooting on location, it was nice to be able to, like, really just, like, we were together all day, every day, for, like, a number of weeks. I think when we first started, we did we did do one sort of group table read, at least with, like, the, like, five sort of, like, movie theater employees and got to do it like in the theater you know which is just like really cool like jumping in and from that point on you know it's sort of like we're all staying in the same sort of hotel and eating our meals together so it like created an environment where we could all just really hang out you know on and off set which i think really really helped and and larry and i also got some really fun time in where he was in um school at the time when we were shooting the movie so he was like on off days going back to the city to take class like to go to class and i would drive him often so we would kind of like have these like long i don't like, know if i knew that i don't yeah we I would drive sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, back and forth like to new york you know oh, out to so greenport adorable. you know so we had these like nice round trip like you know car rides together where we really got to like 
lock in and like, you know, he's, he's a great, great, great guy. And I think that that definitely helped. And then, you know, like when Caitlin came in too, it was sort of like, I think it was staggered nicely as far as like when new people kind of joined our team, you know, and it was able to kind of like integrate people as, as it felt people were integrated kind of like almost linearly, like in the, in the movie, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was very nice. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it, it worked, I thought. Kayla, intentional? <laughs> if it was good, then yes, it was intentional. <laughs> Absolutely. I was Anything that good was, was intentional. Totally based on scheduling of practical effects, right? Yeah. yeah it's all it's all on budget. Yeah. And um, I mean to that, let's go back uh even like a couple months with it. Listen, making a movie is such a house of cards. Everything needs to work. And sure. this movie, I mean, you can tell that everyone's having fun. There's blood, sweat, and tears and passion behind it. Was there was there a moment for you as the director going through this process when you were like, we're really making something here. You know, this is something and it's going to be something special that we're going to get in the can. It's not going to be a script that sits on my shelf for 10 years, essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Matt and Lawrence wrote this script. We kind of like wrote it knowing that we were going to make it. That was kind of like the weird process of, of how the film was made. It wasn't like this thing that was sitting there that, you know, we kind of uh, got together to make. It was like, hey, we have an opportunity to make a film. What film can we make? <laughs> um, and this was the film that we made. And so, um, you know, I it, it, it felt like... I don't know if there was like a single moment, but but constantly we were we were on set and I would be like by the monitor or you know we'd be setting up and and you I don't know you just got this feeling you're like this is kind of cool you know what I mean yeah like this is kind of, this is this is awesome I mean definitely when we got into the into the practical stuff um, you know it, it's also weird like everything is so weird and so kind of extreme you you know there's a kind of great feeling where you're just like well. I, I don't think I've seen this before in a movie. And, and that's, I think, always a, a great feeling. Yeah. Um, and then again, you know, just on the kind of like very basic level, just doing regular scenes um, and, and watching the actors kind of like bring stuff to life is always a, a magical feeling um, because, you know, you write it, you have something in mind. And, and uh, when people start, you know, making it real uh, and doing things, that you would always uh, imagined and doing things that you had never imagined, but are better than the thing that you came up with. Um, it, you always feel like uh, this uh, tremendous feeling and, you know, it, so yeah, I felt that constantly. That's great. That's great. And listen, we can't have a conversation about this movie without talking about the scene. You guys all know what scene I'm referring to. Um, but I want to turn it around a little bit because sure. I think that scene is indicative for those of you who haven't seen the film yet, watch it after this. You'll know the scene. For those of you who have watched it, you know the scene. Um, so no spoilers. But I want to turn around it a little bit because the one thing that I really enjoyed about this film and when my girlfriend watched it, she re it resonated so strongly with her as well, is there really is this, this theme of female empowerment and this strong, strong female character um, going through it. I mean, you did a great job of embodying that, Caitlin. Do you mind talking a little bit about about that? Yeah. So I'm I'm really glad your girlfriend had that reaction, and I've had that reaction like um, 
like I've seen the reaction to fans on in various comments and on Twitter and stuff and Instagram. There's different worlds of feminism and different feminist thought. And some feminist thought thinks what I did was completely anti-feminist and like thinks it's not okay to take your clothes off and like, you know, like own your sexuality or like sexploitation. But like, I don't view, I feel like any, anything about you that empowers you, you should never have to hide, you know? And that's part of what like women's sexuality is empowering and we should never have to silence that. And like Lilith, Lilith is the ultimate dom. But then I also want to talk about Chaz because like I I really like in the script how the girl is the one that keeps the most level head and ultimately really saves the day. Like she's the one like women are controlling the situation on both sides of, of, of the coin. She's the like Chaz is the manager. She's the one in charge. She's the one that's able to, you know, send me back to the 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 movie well glenn can't like can't stop like you know i don't know i don't want to spoil the scene but like once again if you've seen it you get it if you haven't watch it immediately i feel like it's okay to give a little bit away just because i want to hear how you describe it I'm sorry, I missed that question. Oh, I was saying, I feel like it's okay to give, like, a little bit away just so I can hear how everyone describes these scenes. Uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, also, that scene's just awesome. Like, I mean, awesome popping guys, my mind is just <laughs> an incredible thing to say I've done in the movie. <laughs> like... <laughs> and, you know, everyone was like, so how were the sex scenes? I was like, I didn't have any sex scenes. And they're like, really? But it's called porno. And like, you're a sex scene. I'm like, yeah, I terrorize people sexually, but I did not get penetrated once. I do the penetrating. Yeah. In, in a way, you actually had the opposite of a sex scene. You made sure sex never happened for the sex scene again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were the anti-sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and coming back to, yeah, as, as you had just said, it's a film called Porno, which I know has to be um, a little bit of a struggle, you know, especially getting things on Facebook with, with sure. the name Porno. But you guys really embraced that title. Um, speaking to you a little bit, how, how important was it that you kept that title and you kept the integrity of, of the film as you wanted to see it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, when we shot the film, it was the untitled teen horror film. Um, and uh, on set, we were kind of just banding about a lot of different possible titles. We, I would kind of like daily poll the casting crew, like what they thought the movie should be called. Okay, um, that and sounds of, like a porno. Well, <laughs> you're polling the crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was not like that. Oh, I thought, oh, you're taking a pole. Taking I thought a pole, it was yes. a 10 foot hole, 10 foot pole like thing, and you were going to name the movie. <laughs> no, I was asking the yes, I was asking the casting crew, you know, and and people throw a, a lot of different titles. Uh, I forget who came up with this one, but uh, Children of the Porn was a was a title. I think it was Larry. Was it Larry that came up with? I Children think it of the was porn? Larry. I, which sounds like more like an actual porno title than any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and also. I don't know about kitty what? porn. That just sounds like kitty porn. I know it's it sounds bad on all. all yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff floating around that they were all super funny, but I think you know we landed on 
porno, which is, you know, a kind of like film, I think that like, you know, it's meant to be ironic. It, re re you know, refers to uh, uh, what happens in the film, uh, this idea that they don't, they find this film and they, they think it could be pornography, but it turns out to be a, uh, a devil film. You know what I mean? So um, I think it, you know, it, it, it's a good title for the film, but uh, you know, it comes with a lot of uh, a lot of baggage. Some of which we uh, we like and have leaned into, and some of which uh, creates a lot of problems. Uh, <laughs> just in releasing a film that's uh, on the you know on the internet and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's a it's a thing that stands out, and yet uh, you know, if you're googling it maybe it doesn't stand out as much as you would like. I always add your name when I Google the film. So Me do too. I. Me too. So your name is pretty cute. <laughs> so don't ever do porn. Like, the Google search thing that we've worked out is going to take yeah, us in a different direction. The algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's in... Um, that's in the distribution contract. You can yeah. name it porno, just never do porn you, yourself. You can ne never actually do pornography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean it's clear trend, this movie is not on Pornhub, but you can find it a lot of other places: Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> Alamo. Not Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer. Do, the trailer. Yeah. Did you, you do, do something with Pornhub? Really Pornhub. Yeah. So. Uh, we put the Red Band trailer on on Pornhub. Um, I, I, apparently, a lot of movies do this now. Um, like the new Kevin Smith movie has their Red Band trailer on Pornhub. It's like a thing. So uh, we we thought, uh, you know, it makes sense. Well, I, I wouldn't direct my mom to that link because of all of the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I have. I think I saw it when it first went up, but I, I haven't really checked in on the the Pornhub uh, trailer post. But uh, can, can someone do that? Who's watching and comment yeah. in the chat so we know what the views are at? Um, well, my but my manager uh, said that, um, but this was weeks ago before the movie came out that the trailer had well over a million, two million views or something. Not on Pornhub, but like she found it. I don't know these sites. I'm obviously not techie. I'm really bad. Obviously, even at Skype, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she found the site, or she has this site that, that the film, the trailer got a ton of views. This was the Green Band trailer, though, but like before the film ever even came out. So, nice. Yeah. Um, I have one more question. It's the elephant in the room, and then I'm going to throw it over. We have some, some uh, viewer questions coming in. But uh, no one's brought this up. I guess no one's wanted to make you guys feel bad. But our porno played at South by last year. Sure. Yes. Before porno played, South by Southwest had been going every year. Porno played this year, South by Southwest was canceled. Do you guys take any of the blame or responsibility for having broken South by? Oh, that breaks my heart. I feel <laughs> so hard. Honestly, when I read that news, like I was gutted for everyone because if we had lost that opportunity last year, I would have cried like yeah. hard so yeah anyway that was a funny question and i got really sad about it but <laughs> no no i i appreciate it um yeah and and i will say that i participated the south by crew um who were working it if any of them are watching and just for you guys to know i was supposed to go to south by this year it was actually gonna be my first south by in person so i was pretty heartbroken i will say 
that that team that they have assembled over there is just it, it's full of rock stars top to bottom, even though it wasn't in person. They put something together where there were still virtual screenings. I had about three days where it was back to back meetings with different content creators that were supposed to be there. Yeah, That's mentor awesome. sessions. They like hats off to them. It was yeah. not the perfect situation, but they really, they really brought it together. Well, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like you're not. I'm sorry, you're not even just heartbroken from the experience of just going, but all the connections that you can build off of that. Yeah. Like I booked a movie at South by last year, so just thinking about the actors there or the other people, you, you know, yeah. So I'm, it's really nice to hear that they did that. That yeah, it's really yeah, wonderful. They, the, the people who run that festival are obviously like amazing. That it's like a gargantuan sprawling thing and um, so many moving parts but like I think especially for us a, a very small movie you know what I mean like a, a very small film that may never have been seen in a theater just because of the size and you know we kind of just made it in this like funny way so um, being able to like premiere have a big premiere you know a little red carpet and we, we played it at sold out theaters and um, and having that experience is, uh, you know, something I cherish and I think that, like, feel very lucky uh, to have. And, 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 yeah, I think, if, you know, people, you know, like uh, Judd Apatow's movie is going to come out and make a lot of money regardless. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but, 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 like, you know, for, for filmmakers of smaller films, it, you know, it's a... Um, it's a it's a real bummer that they can't uh, they can't necessarily have that experience right now. But you know, it sounds like they're doing a lot of a uh, a lot of work to to kind of support those those people. Yeah, and two young filmmakers out there. I mean, we'll talk more about them in in a second. But I mean, Tribeca once again followed suit, and a lot of these major festivals. Listen, it's not a perfect world right now by any means. Right. But um, don't let that discourage you. No, absolutely. Yeah, they're 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 still going through. Um, we have a now that I've brought this down a little bit. <laughs> um, no, um, we do have a couple questions coming in. Uh, we have we have one from Rachel Wilson. Rachel, this is for um, you, Kayola. Talk about how they made the choices. What would be within the film within the film? If you can talk about the porno that we were we were watching and how that came. Yeah. About. Yeah, absolutely. So that movie was inspired by a, a filmmaker named Kenneth Anger, who was this kind of like amazing queer experimental filmmaker, kind of like satanic guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I think from the from the moment we started to write about this film within a film, he was kind of the the go to reference. Uh, specifically, this film called Inauguration of the Pleasure Dome, um, and another film called Invocation of and brother but it's the kind of thing that you would um you might stumble upon uh and think that you have either watched pornography or a satanic film <laughs> <laughs> um but it, you know it's just incredible stuff so that was really the kind of like inspiration for for that and and actually when we were on set um shooting that those elements which was the last day of filming um which we shot you know not in the theater, but in this <laughs> this studio in Brooklyn. Um, you know, we really were looking at that film and trying to like mimic a lot of what uh, we thought Kenneth Anger, you know, may have uh, done with like focal lengths and camera movement and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's kind of it. I mean, the the some of the visual stuff is in the script, and so you know, I was shooting some of that. 
and also like we were just kind of like doing a lot of weird stuff <laughs> uh the idea that you know uh i would go and 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 uh and make it super super weird and super funny so and kind of creepy um yeah that's kind of like how that was put together nice and caitlin i assume you got two imdb credits for this movie both for yeah, porno and <laughs> But I guess, no, I mean, I'd be, that's still me. My soul's probably trapped way down deep. (laughs) The demon. Uh, Nice. Uh, Another question, and this one actually goes to um, Evan and Caitlin. Someone wants to know, let me pull it up. When you first saw the material and the script come across your desk, um, what was your reaction to it? And what drove you to it? I um I'll be honest before my initial audition uh I did not read the entire script. Um Were you I given read... the whole script? <laughs> yeah, and and I didn't read the whole script. Uh This is Mr. Read... Kayola right now. I just want yes. everyone to watch him. <laughs> Why didn't you read the whole script? <laughs> I read I the whole said, script. I did. I after Good student. Does anyone watch a full porno? I mean, <laughs> I, I read obviously my sides, things like that. I sort of gave mm-hmm. it a nice skim and was like, "This is fun." I was into the, you know, the scenes that I was given, and you know, went in. The, I think like the probably next day or day after it was semi short notice that I that I got the call and was like really kind of stoked. I remember telling my friends like, "Oh, I think this is like really great. It really resonates." And then I think I, I, once I sort of was to come in for a callback, my agent called me and was like, hey, they, you know, they want you to come back in. And do you, are you sure, do you want, you want to do this? Like they were just sort of like, and like, were kind of like, I was like, yeah, I don't see why not. And they were like. And at that point, you know, I, I sort of had read the script. And, and I think that once you get into it on set, like, I think we were all sort of just like, we got to give ourselves over to something that like is is bigger than us and there are people who are in charge here who have a vision and, and our job is to sort of bring that vision to life here and like Kayla mentioned you know this is stuff I've never uh seen in a in a in a movie before so it was sort of exciting to be like you know what like this is the kind of stuff that's like exciting and inspiring and like why people make movies is to kind of like do something daring or different or a little, you know, like I think that people don't really go to the movies oftentimes or shouldn't always go to the movies to feel like the most comfortable. So I think that like (laughs) feeling a little uncomfortable going in and reading it. And then once you kind of saw it all come together and once you saw the energy that was on set, it's just sort of like, this is like, this is hilarious. You can't do anything but laugh or, or sort of enjoy this because it's so over the top. Yeah. So, that's my scoop. Great. Uh, Sorry, Kayola, that I didn't read the script. You know, it's I, fine. I it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I blew up your spot right now. You you only had to read a little to know that it was so good that right, you wanted exactly. to read that I really wanted to be a part. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I loved it from the beginning. I really like this kind of material. Um, and I like campy horror. I think it's a lot of fun, and the role is amazing. Um, I wasn't certain about accepting it, but like, you know, you, you go audition and you get a callback and you kind of get a, a gauge of things. And then I did a lot of research on the team and obviously Kayla is quite a great up and coming director. So that definitely made me want to be a part of the project. And then, 
and, you know, it was a conversation before we agreed to it because it was still a gamble to do something so extreme in a role like for an indie when you really have no idea truthfully like this is still his first feature i don't know what's going to happen we ultimately thought it was like a good gamble yeah and I to do it that's great well um i speak for everyone and i'm glad you guys took that gamble and i will i will i will side with with both of you a little bit and hopefully take some sweat off of evan i mean i never read the script i didn't read for any parts unfortunately um, <laughs> but i it, it is one when you turn it on you're hooked immediately so i can get the the instant the instant pull um we have more more questions coming in uh this one is for caitlin except i think we can open it up to to everyone a little bit and kaola you might have a little bit more expertise on it um earlier in the q a uh caitlin you were talking about the on-stream chemistry really being attributed to great casting what was that casting process like um on an overall scale and then Evan, you and Caitlin already kind of touched on it, but is there anything else in the casting process you want to fill us in on? Well, Adrienne Stern cast this, and she's an incredible casting director. And I think really I, I meant to give credit to her and to Kaola um, for select. I first credit to her because she brought everyone in and read at everyone, and then they picked for the callback. But really, I was just trying to give credit where credit is due. And I think that Adrienne has a great eye, and I think she did a hell of a job casting the film. I actually had a conversation with someone recently and I was like, yeah, the casting's amazing. And they were like, are you tooting your own horn? I was like, no, I mean, I am awesome. But like, no, I was saying that <laughs> the casting director did like across the board an incredible job. I love everyone. I think everyone perfectly suits their film or their character, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Evan, Kaola, anything else? Uh, yeah, no, just that Adrian's, Adrian's great. She actually cast me in the first movie I ever did when I was like 13 years old. Oh, yeah, adorable. yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, glad to, uh, that over the years she's continued to be kind to me and to to sort of like bring me in when she knows uh, something's right. So she's great, and and you know it was it was a super easy sort of process going in. I, I like I we got to read a little bit with some of the other uh, folks who auditioned a little round robin kind of reading and whatnot, which I always um, kind of enjoy. It's nice to kind of be in an audition room. Uh, to a certain point where like you can really ease up and like be kind of free and it was just like a really warm room uh, so I was you know it was really really great, great. great yeah I would echo with with uh, both uh, Caitlin and Evan is saying which is working with uh, Adrian was amazing um, you know as a first-time feature director it was my first time working with a casting director um, and so I didn't really know what to expect and um, you know she I think she has a uh, a great eye for material and so you know she was willing to 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 work with us even though we were a very small film and you know you know it was there wasn't any sort of uh, at least from my perception any sort of impediment uh in the casting process by the size of the film it felt like she was just giving us a, a ton of great options and um you know the cast is one of the first things people mention when they when they're complimentary of the film um, and so, I, you know, I feel really lucky. I mean, I feel like you always, you know, casting correctly makes you look good. And I feel like, um, yeah. you know, it makes me look pretty good. Um, yeah. Great. Um, well, the next Q&A, we'll have to bring her on yeah, and, and talk to her. You know, the uh, the casting directors are all, all one of a, a bevy of lists of the unsung heroes when making a film. Mm -hmm. so I'm glad we're giving Truly. Yeah. Um, this is a good question that just came in, actually. 
in what ways are you like your characters in the film? And I'm really hoping, Evan, that your answer isn't, I also have a masturbation playlist. (laughs) (laughs) That person's funny. (laughs) I am hoping that. Um, I really resonated with um, the dynamic uh, between Abe and Todd, between, uh, you know, between me and Larry. I just, like... The way it was written, the way it was on the page was just like really close to the way that like a lot of my friends really engaged with one another growing up. And, and even to this day, just kind of like, um, I don't know, just they're like a really tight duo. And I and I love that dynamic on the page. Um, and I like to, you know, I consider myself kind of maybe a better friend than Abe, hopefully, who would not, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, sell my friend out. But uh, yeah, I think... It, He's, um, as the bunch, he's kind of a bit of a a pragmatist or a bit of kind of like, you know, just kind of wants to make the right decision and is thoughtful. And and I like to sort of try and try and bring those uh, qualities into, into my life. Um, and you know, I've been asked this question before and it's very, it's very hard. I don't know the hair, man. I think it's really sort of <laughs> brought it all together for me in the end. Sort of, kind of, really, really try on a different look and uh, and and go for it. Nice. Yeah, Caitlin. Oh, I am Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, I'm sexy. I'm strong. I'm powerful. Like, I can. I, I'm not. I don't kill people or you know, slice people's balls off in real life, but, you know, emotionally maybe sometimes. <laughs> Which is worse <laughs> in a lot of ways. No, I'm really actually a kind person, I think. <laughs> nice. Sorry, I don't know how to answer that question when it's like a demon. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I think you answered it perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. And listen to Evan, what you were saying, I mean, I've only heard about you as a friend for a little while now, but... I I like to think that you would have gone above and beyond. I don't know if Abe ever would have driven so a friend to back and forth to school on his own his free time. True, yeah, you know, well, Abe would have maybe put him on his bike or something. I don't think Abe <laughs> handlebars. <laughs> yeah, he would have let him ride around. People died for Demon Todd. That was pretty. Yeah, I was noble. Yeah, I was a noble you get guys. There. Yeah, I yeah. get there. You know, I was definitely. <laughs> he's, he's a great yeah. friend. He he redeems himself. So, True. Um, yeah, no, thank you. I, I'm glad, Larry. I would love to give you a ride. Any, you know, any any time, call me up. I'll I'll, I'll give you a ride anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, and then, Kale, I don't think you're getting out of this. Which character do you most identify with? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, um. <laughs> there's a, I feel like there's a little piece of the, I mean, all of them. Um, definitely the, the scene where Chaz talks about listening to the Cure, like um, that comes from my high school <laughs> experience with like the band I exclusively listened to. It's just kind of like a weird uh, kid who just like listened to a lot of the Cure, and I don't know, was very moody. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that people want to say, I think they all have amazing qualities. And I, you know, uh, I, I, I hope that I have uh, all of the good ones, you know? Right. 
Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Um, <laughs> and then we actually have another all play coming in. A, a question for all of you guys again. Um, someone wants to know to everyone, what was your favorite scene to shoot and why? For me, it was the scene. The scene? Yeah, it was really fun. And also, I didn't have to worry about practical effects. I could just be an actor and fuck with him, you know? <laughs> awesome. Although, I was a little worried when you said you didn't have to worry about practical effects, because I was like, did you do that in real life? <laughs> <laughs> Off my own. Because, you know, like, I, just, like, I couldn't close my mouth when I had the demon stuff in. I was drooling everywhere. I couldn't, like, use my hands. Like, it just was, like, very cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, after you shot that scene, uh, Esther, who was a, a amazing hair and makeup person, was like, "Man, I wish I could do that." She just like said it under her breath. <laughs> she was walking off the set, and I was like, "I was like, I feel like we're doing something right if that's the, the response." <laughs> I, I feel like this that's is, uh, yeah. I think it's a testament to to both the film and, and uh, your performance in this scene. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, Evan? Favorite? Uh, favorite scene there, I mean, there was, I'm trying to think. I loved, um, one of my favorite scenes to shoot actually was a scene that was, was cut from the movie, which was a scene with me and Larry in the sort of box office of the movie theater. Um, cut! It's like hanging out and talking shit and kind of like, uh, it was a really fun, um, fun we, we were kind of in there for such a long time just kind of in this like actual sort of little little box office and like uh it was just great to look around in there and see you know like like heather our, our production designer and all this, just like done a great job just like sort of like really giving you that like sort of period kind of early 90s feel in there so there's just so much cool yeah. stuff in there to just like play around with and like it was it was relatively low-key uh as far as just like kind of early in the film kind of just like getting going so it was like a funny we had a nice little funny banter which i had a lot of fun shooting that scene uh i do miss it but uh other than that i did also like the, the stuff with demon demon todd at the end in the bathroom was uh was a lot of fun um nice. yeah yeah it was, yeah. It was, a, it was a good, good day it was very sad to lose that ticket with the scene. I, you know, sometimes you just have to cut stuff for pacing and, uh, and you know. Yeah, was, no, totally. That was one of those things. But they were both so funny. I mean, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, it was sad to lose that scene. We also lost a, I think the only the other scene that we lost was the one with, um, with uh, Ricky and Mr. Pike, uh, which is a, 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 also an amazing scene. Um but yeah, I, I, I personally, I, I don't know. It's hard to choose between your babies. Like, like I, I love them all. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, kind of like the stuff in the office uh, is the stuff that, you know, I, th I think was super, super fun to shoot. And, and honestly, like, I, it's like arduous and, and, and uh, it's uh, uncomfortable, but all the practical effects stuff, um, you know, the kind of like geek in me yeah. like, is just like, oh man, I, I can't wait, can't believe we get to play with this. This this wild stuff, all, I dream. all that stuff was uh, was super fun. That's awesome. Um, another question coming in. Uh, once again, I, this one's for all of you. It's very topical too. It's very very topical, which I appreciate. Um, first part: What theater did you film in, 
And what's it like making a film mostly in a theater and now being in a world where theaters have disappeared for the time being? Oh my. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, we shot in a, in a, in a theater in Greenport, uh, Long Island. Uh, and the reason we shot there was because uh, it's seasonal. So it's closed during the, the, the winter months. Um, and, and uh, you know, it was kind of amazing. We had the run of the place as a functioning theater but just closed during that time period. So it's, you know, why we chose that place. Also has a, a kind of amazing kind of classic, uh, you know, single screen theater look to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about, uh, not being able to go to the theater and having shut out this film in the theater? It's just kind of sad. Um, I really, I'm over quarantine, but you know, we yeah. gotta, gotta do what we gotta do to save the world. But um, I really loved what Fangoria and Cinest or um, and State did uh, to to help local theaters around the country. I thought that was really beautiful the way they uh, the virtual theatrical releases. Um, and I'm for theater and like. You know, in this particular place. So I thank you for doing that, and I think that meant a lot to the to people that really love film and want to keep the community alive. Great. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was an awesome thing to do, and especially with a movie that takes place sort of yeah around theaters and things like that to kind of like make it a fixture of of sort of you know I think that the movie definitely belongs in that in that realm, and I I'm glad that that we were able to do something. I've been uh, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I heard like AM- AMC was kind of going away and then like maybe Amazon's buying. I don't know what's going on, but I was sort of like, the world's changing. Sort of like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like very bizarre, but, uh, yeah. I was would... thankful to, to have spent as much time in a movie theater as we, as we did several years ago. Yeah. That's and, not, yeah. how have you guys been, uh, handling time in quarantine, baking bread, doing anything new that is new to you? Um, I started renovating my bathroom. I, um, so that's been a, a thing, I guess. And then uh, I got obsessed with TikTok. And I, I think it's a really fun app. And I think everyone should join. It is a hoot. It makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> and like, I can't really, I'm most of my time when it's normal, the world's normal, I, I just like on my free time, I watch TV and I watch movies. That's all I do. And for some reason, I cannot do that right now. I can't, like, I did watch season two of Afterlife, which, oh my God, that show is beautiful. It's Ricky Gervais. Oh, it's so good. Um, but that show's particularly special to me. I couldn't watch, I've not been able to watch anything else except, oh, Mark Maron's stand up, End Times Fun, too. Anyway, nice. but then I injured my hip, so I've been like um, in my bed for like a week, basically. So I'm like really quarantined, and I live alone, with, like cat in Brooklyn. So. <laughs> Ripley is not entertaining? No, she is, but she doesn't like that I'm in bed all the time, so she just sits there and yells at me. Like, today. It's kind of cute, and she'll push my head and be like, time to get up. Get out of bed. Okay. <laughs> so this isn't normal. It's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And uh, Evan? Evan, yeah, other than growing uh, that sweet, sweet stash. Yeah, I've been yeah. working on the stash. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, 
which is a lot of work. Takes a lot out of me. So, but uh, I've just been, you know, enjoying time. I'm up at my family's place upstate. So, uh, just hanging out here. Uh, my girlfriend's here. Been trying to work on some uh, some projects and stuff. Some writing, you know. Uh, trying to stay stay creative, um, which has been really nice to sort of like have this like kind of downtime where. You know, you're kind of zero in focus wise on some stuff that maybe um, otherwise you kind of can can push aside easily. Mm -hmm. So that's been really, really nice to have that time uh, just being outside and, and, and being kind of around some trees. It's kind of nice to be out of the city. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's also un uncertain and stressful and sort of uh, also yeah. also sort of terrible, uh, as I think we're all sort of feeling a little bit of both. So. Yeah, you know, a little shell shock no matter what, just because it's a totally yeah a global collective trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see how how things shake out, especially sort of in, in entertainment and in in the line of of work. I'm curious mm -hmm. to see how that all kind of starts to to come back. And yeah, I think it'll be a little scary, but also it might make room for some like cool like changes or cool sort of like to different sort of scenarios and I'm excited to see sort of what what comes out of that yeah definitely. I think there's going to be a lot of COVID horror movies on the horizon too yeah well there's the documentary yeah. race you, you know there's going to be the doc so we got to see uh, yeah. who wins yeah yeah but, uh, yeah. I love it. Although I feel like there might not be a real audience for that, too yeah I mean, that's I what I think yeah. I feel like I don't want to watch a horror movie about the nightmare I just lived for the past year no, yeah. I haven't wanted to watch yeah, Pandemic, think, like, uh, Contagion. No. It's, it hits a little too close to home. Wait, 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 wait. Just to clarify, after this ends, none of you want to go back into your home in and watch all about what just locked you in your home? <laughs> <laughs> I understand this correctly. Like movie in like, like 15, 20 years. I think that oh, like, yeah. me and my friends have been playing oh. sort of casting games with that because I think there'll be like a fun like Michael Bay like Cuomo saves New York City kind of movie <laughs> that's in somewhere in development hopefully. Uh, oh, I love it. So I fingers love it. crossed. <laughs> and then um Kaola, uh the same question to you i'm going to add a little extra caveat and um sure. and caitlin you guys can ch chime in too a what are you doing and do you have any advice for filmmakers who might feel feel daunted a, a little bit more so currently like i mentioned thankfully like the south buys the tribecas of the world are really the all uh the fright fest all of them are really working their asses off in order to to still provide but uh, do you personally have any any advice yeah i mean i think what i've been doing you know aside from uh playing animal crossing is um <laughs> is do, just doing a lot of writing um i kind of went into the trying to finish a script and i finished it and i kind of picked my head up and i was like oh oh what, what's going on um, well done yeah, yeah, um, and so, you know, it's something I'm very excited about, but then again, you know, you're kind of like, well, when is this stuff going to start up again? So, I, you know, I've been uh, talking a lot with Matt and Lawrence, the writers, and we're working on a lot of uh, exciting projects, and you're kind of just trying to, you know, stay creative and and uh, stack the deck a little bit with uh, with work, um, 
And I think, you know, for anybody who is a, a filmmaker who feels frustrated by um, being stuck inside, I think that, I don't know, I find writing very hard and I find that making time for it and, and, and uh, having the discipline to sit down and, and do the work, which is kind of like what is required. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is kind of the time. It's hard to do when you're stressed out. This is a stressed out time, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think that being able to collaborate with people uh, over Zoom or over the phone or whatever, um, and kind of like support each other in, you know, even in in writing, it can be uh, an amazing thing. Uh, you know, I basically wrote this script with uh, with Lawrence, one of the writers of Porno, entirely over the phone uh, before we even <laughs> before we were even quarantined. The whole thing happened over the phone, so <clears throat> you know that kind of thing is uh, is, is super possible. Um, you, know, I, you know, it's it's always good to write. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're we're coming to the end of the time. First of all, I want to thank you guys so much. Um, before we go, couple very quick things. Anything anything you guys would like to plug? Any projects coming up? Uh, personally, Evan, I am clamoring at the bit to know if we're going to see any Ghost Bros anytime soon. Again. Hello. Uh, Hello. Yeah, anything you're working on. Uh, Caitlin, your TikToks have been fantastic, by the way. <laughs> uh, let us know. Let us know where to see you guys more. Yeah. I'm, yeah, Ghost Bros, sort of on the back burner. We did one one go and sort of had fun. And uh, But good friend Dell and I made that together and continued to uh, – to make more stuff, sort of more short form kind of comedy stuff together. And then sort of a more, we're working on a, a little feature together right now. Uh, so hopefully going to use this time to, to, to finish that up and maybe, um, you know, just have it in the can. So that way uh, it's, it's, it's ready to go. And uh, yeah, it's all on Instagram, just all on my Instagram. I put most of it out there and then I have another one with, uh, with him called the uh, bean and Dell. Scoop. Yeah. Love it. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, Caitlin, go. Yeah. So um, I, I shot a couple films last year after after porno. It was uh, Good Samaritan um, by Jeffrey Reddick, who's the brilliant mind um, behind the Final Destination film. So I was really excited to be a part of that. Um, huge fan of all of his work and especially of that script. So that was really exciting. And then um, this past summer I shot a film called Kurt, which is not in the horror world, um, but it does have sort of a thriller-like vibe. It's um, it's set in it's sort of like uh, about what would be the Me Too movement in the modeling industry. Um, and I pay a journalist in that. Um, so that was exciting. And and I'm also working with my manager on developing uh, a short uh, horror anthology series. So there's stuff you know we're working on and trying to to stay positive. And um, I'm hoping to direct one of the shorts. So I'm also reading a book that Kaola recommended me. So. Oh. Um, um, by uh, Sydney Lunette, Lunette, right? I'm not Lumet, forgetting Lumet, yeah. Lumet, Sorry, Sydney Lumet. So that's fun. I'm just you know trying to stay motivated and connected. And um, I I didn't really want to uproot my cat and my a little bit high risk right now, so I couldn't go home. Yeah. Um, so I've just been here in Brooklyn, and and it's been fun to like I don't know Zoom and have little acting sessions with people. We do scene study classes and stuff on on Zoom with friends and just stay creative nice very awesome. nice awesome um uh, yeah for me um i don't know i mean you know working on scripts uh 
nothing to really talk about right now, but some some super exciting stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, the Blu-ray for Porno I think comes out in July, and then I think we're gonna get a limited uh, VHS special edition VHS mm-hmm. version, which nice. uh, should be super super cool. So look forward to that awesome. stuff. Well, what did that actually... about this tweet about uh, a heavy metal jazz prequel in Vietnam? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we we have an idea for a for a porno prequel set in uh, in, in Vietnam. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Please. And, and also werewolves. Um, it's a it's something weird. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing, but also porno is quite ridiculous. Um, I but yeah, love. It's a, I mean, we're super excited about it, so anybody's interested. <laughs> yes, interested, immediately. Um, uh, thank you, guys. I, I, I'm going to do something a little bit weird. There was one question that came in a little bit late. I'm going to ask it to you guys, give you a little bit time to, to think about it while we say all the Fantastic Places pornos available with, and that can kind of be the outro. But um, before we do that, I want to thank you guys all so much for your time and, and bringing us this movie. It is... I think I've said it before, but it is the newest cult, cult classic in my mind. For those of you who haven't seen it, check it out. It is so much fun. It will scratch the itch that you've been waiting for in a horror movie from the 80s and 90s. Um, I say that with the utmost the utmost um, enthusiasm and all to just be in your guys' presence and fanboy out a little bit, if you will let me. Um, so I'm going to ask this question. It's too good. I want each of you to quickly think of an answer. It's 2020. What is Abe doing right now? Think of that. We'll come back for rapid. Um, and in the meantime, we Robbie, want to plug porno, of course. Where's porno yes. playing? You have to tell everyone where it's playing. That's exactly what I was about to do, Eric. Um, it's now available on demand on Apple TV, Amazon, Fandango Now, and Voodoo. Um, check it out. It is an incredible movie and a lot of this that you might not have get gotten will make so much more sense when you see it and watch the Q&A afterwards again. Um, also, for those of you curious, it's called Porno. The, the full trailer and the full movie within a movie are currently on Pornhub, so you can check it out there as, a, um, as an appetizer to the full movie itself. Um, so yeah, around the horn, it's 2020. Where's Abe? What's he up to? Do I have to start? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I what came to mind is like Abe's Abe's happy. Abe's living in a in a small town somewhere. He's got a job. Like you know, it's like you know maybe he sells insurance or something like that. It's nothing big, but he's fulfilled. And uh, his role is sort of his, a secret sort of like house slave arrangement. He's sort of uh, <laughs> involved in. Uh, oh, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> hey, movie's called Porno. And, and Abe is uh, <laughs> Abe's a perv, if we've learned anything. <laughs> no kidding. I'm not shaming him. I'm saying he's no, very happy. That would be a great life for him. Yeah. I think that would be yeah. cool. <laughs> Is he still friends with um, Todd? I think so, yeah. What about Jeff? I don't... I think you guys kind of bonded at the end of the movie, so I thought maybe it's safe. Yeah, I think he sees them around, you know? Like, I think they keep up, but I don't know if they have, like, sort of the long-lasting sort of uh, sort of friendship that, that, that he and Todd obviously share. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Caitlin? 
Where do I think Abe is? Yeah. Also, I apologize. I would ask where Lilith is, but we know she's trapped in a film yeah. right now. I, um, so I, I thought, I'm sorry, I thought that question was for Abe. Oh, I was here. Oh, okay. So I think that... You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Abe decided he wanted to to try it in the big city, and then he got like super into, you know, like sex positive industry and opened a, um, you know, a, a dirty little like one of those stores that's in in Midtown, the little like little, a little like adult video store. That'd adult be cute. And, yeah, like mm. went all in. I like, I like that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think Abe is, uh, uh, kind of locked away in a cabin in the woods somewhere, just kind of like white knuckling it, staring at the, the film canister that he walks away with. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to fight temptation. That seems most real to me, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think. From the writer's mouth, I think that's love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, uh, Eric. That's it. Yeah, you guys are thank amazing. You guys, thank you guys so much again. Um, so much fun. Thank you, Ripley, who's not here yes. right now. Yeah, she, she's thank asleep you, in the bedroom. Now that maybe that's what she was yelling at me about to just get out of her space before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she cares about me. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much. Uh, love it. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you all. Check out Porno if you haven't yet. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for being here. This is great. Awesome. Have all a right. great weekend, Take guys. Care. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.